Okay, so welcome to All Gold Everything. I'm Heidi All B. Gold Everything. I'm Marissa J. I'm Sandy J. Awesome. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I wanted to start us off by saying we should probably do our usual kind of shout outs and updates of where we're at. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, All Gold Everything. You can also find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us uh, streaming in any of those locations. You should definitely check us out. Also, you can find us on our website, www.allgoldpod.com. That is also where we receive fan mail. Fan mail. Hey. It can be directed to Golden Girls at allgoldpod.com. And also, you can find all of us on our own personal Instagrams. I'm Honeybee52. Honeybee52 right. on Twitter and Insta. At the real Sandy J. And I'm Marissa Annette.j. Awesome. So if you friend any of us there, we'll send you links to this podcast. That's what I did today, you guys. Anyone that friended me or liked anything on my Instagram, I instantly did, <laughs> I DM'd them and said, hey, thanks for the heart. Also, by the way, here's the link to our podcast. Hope you like it. So I told Sandy that kind of feels like I'm sending out unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> it really is very similar. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, the podcast is so... Vo- I, I am like... <laughs> It's so pornographic. I wish we had a video camera going right now because <laughs> I am like, what the fuck are you talking about? Our podcast is like an unsolicited dick pic. I do not buy it. But Just, do try. To okay, because it's, me. it's 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 so personal to me that it makes me feel very vulnerable to oh, put it out there. Like, mm, um, like a dick pic. I don't pic, suffer Mike. from that and problem. That's also, why I don't get it. And it's pornographic. It is also pretty aggressive. <laughs> pornographic and so i mean it might be received in the same way that an unsolicited <laughs> dick pic is and so i'm like i don't know how much longer i'll be on instagram but for now <laughs> for now you will get a dm for if right you now, like my shit if you hit the heart <laughs> button on anything from honeybee 52 she will send you she being me will send you the link to one of our episodes so I you think can I, only be so lucky. I think I'm going to start doing that, too. I have to pull my weight with well, what, the marketing of this thing, and, and I'll just send some dick pics out, too. <laughs> but wait Why a minute. Not? Okay, back, back up the train. When we went wedding dress shopping, I was slamming this shit all around You were. Town. It was you amazing. Were. Does that mean I'm a flasher? <laughs> I think you know, deep in your heart of hearts, that uh, that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. You are such a pervert. <laughs> truly, yeah. That is absolutely true. When um, I come bebopping out into the living room naked, it all the time to turn off the light like honey you didn't turn off the light voyeur voyeur <laughs> no it's not voyeur Ex- Flasher, uh, what's exhibitionist the exhibitionist that's right that's right exhibitionist through and through absolutely mm-hmm. love it so you can find us in all those spots uh those are all of our personal handles but you can also find us at our our podcast handle all.gold.pod yeah. and that's on instagram find and us Twitter. there please that's a good one yeah mm-hmm. so I, whoever curates that is killing it amazing well actually i would like to polish it up a little bit but i've been pretty busy just know that you will get a an image of something gold in your stream if you like us That's awesome. I love that. That brings me to kind of my second thing on my list that I wanted to touch base on, which is I'm getting tremendous support for our podcast from tons of people that I work with. So I always love to get a shout out to my coworkers. One of my coworkers in particular had talked about wanting to listen to it and was going on a vacation to Panama. And so before she left, I was like, oh, here, give me your iPad. And I downloaded um, the first four episodes for her. She went to Panama. And in the middle of the week last week, I was looking at our stats on SoundCloud and I saw four listens from Panama. So SoundCloud will tell us where people are listening. Oh, that's so fun. Which is really cool. So I was like, oh, my God, I know that my coworkers listening to us, you know, whatever. So anyway, she came back from vacation this week and she had something in her hands. And she's like, you know, she said, I had so much fun listening to your podcast. So that was really, really great to hear. I loved hearing that feedback. And She said, one of the things that's so cool is that in Panama, their like thing is a gold frog. So she brought us each back these little gold frogs. Which I am now passing out. Yay! (gasps) Our first fan gift. I know, we got our first fan fan gift. gift. It's really, they're super cute. cute. It's a Panamanian golden frog. (laughs) This is auspicious. Yeah, so that's uh, from MCB. Thank you, MCB, for our our golden frogs. We may not have received any questions or fan mail yet, but we have our first piece of fan accoutrement. Accoutrement. You know, I follow a few podcasts. I even went to see one of my favorite podcasts, Bitch Sesh, live in Portland at the what? Alberta Rose Theater. Yes. And a lot of the listeners brought gifts to the women who put on the podcast. And so this is our first 
podcaster gift. This it's is really amazing. amazing. That's it's amazing. amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, we're it's in the a ranks. thing. It's a thing. The other thing that's great about this is like that gold is our thing. So you, you can bring me gold anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> all gold anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all gold anything for sure. I will take rings, bracelets, ca- glitter, cards, I glitter. I don't, yeah, whatever. Phone case. Seriously. You know, whatever you got. That is exactly right. Which uh, is making me think of this other thing. This week, I ordered something from a friend of ours who is a creative and who we've talked about on the show before. She does coaching for creatives, Kate Bagoy. And she has this website, society6.com slash Kate Bagoy. And you can basically get like this graphic design work that she's done screened onto anything you want. So I just got this thing on this little pouch that says, wake up, kick ass, repeat. It's adorable. It's super cute. You could put it on like a shower curtain. You could put it on like a pouch. As the consumer, you get to select what item you want to put this like graphic design on. And I just think it's so cool that I just had to, I felt like I had to shout out society6.com because it's like a really awesome service. And I am hoping that we can find a way to eventually put all gold everything stuff on Society6 because I want it. I want our listeners to have all gold everything shower curtains. Well, let's talk about this. <laughs> I think that this is worth exploring. I love it very much. And actually, I was listening to another entrepreneur, coachy type gal. Mm-hmm. And can't, it's she runs this thing like, posh girls or something oh yeah i follow her on instagram yeah and so i checked out her i didn't even know i followed her on instagram so i'm not sure how that happened but anyway she was in my you know the live feed at the top where you can see little stuff and she was doing a little video and she was talking about hashtags and i was like oh shit i gotta tune in on this Mm -hmm. so i was watching and she it was so great because she was talking about how people use the hashtags incorrectly they end up identifying the market instead of identifying with the customer or the client or the listener for example, if you're a podcaster and you're hashtagging podcasts, you're talking about the market that you're in. Mm-hmm. But what you really want to do is have like a niche uh, hashtag. Right. I so think I you need both, wise, right? Yeah, exactly. So okay. I came up with wise gold yes. instead of fool's gold. Oh, and, oh, I like that. And it already got some love. So yes. I think we should brainstorm on more hashtags as well. Oh, in I our love future. that. And, and hashtag accoutrement from Society6 would be a great way yes. to connect. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I love that we've been talking about gold cast, that we've been talking about solid gold, that we've been talking about all gold, everything for, the, for our hashtags. Those are three mm-hmm. big ones that you can find us with. They're good. You can follow um, Gold Trans Am from last episode. <laughs> hashtag Gold Trans Am. Exactly. You can you can follow hashtags now on Instagram, and it's really fun. So I follow the All Gold Everything hashtag. Oh, nice. So I get all kinds of crazy pictures of gold shit all day. It's amazing. Nice. Like this super. You know that high metallic. It's not even high metallic. It's like actual metal looking fingernail polish. There was a fucking car painted like real dipped in yes. gold. That shit was crazy looking. So <laughs> I highly recommend the hashtag all gold everything to follow on Instagram. Oh, that's Do awesome. Thank you for putting that out there. That's a great idea. Moving on. What's Moving on your on. list? You got a what? huge list over there. I got a there. huge list over here. <laughs> okay. Oh, the next thing I was thinking about is I don't know if you guys are aware that I'm on like a kick about getting enough sleep. Oh, I am aware. <laughs> you have like a whole sleep presence. You're like the sleep princess. <laughs> this is a good thing for me because I like to sleep. So now I have yeah. like all kinds of justification for like if as if I needed any extra justification for for sleeping. So I'm reading this sleep book by yeah. this guy, uh, Matthew Walker. He's a PhD or something. It's called, I can't remember what it's called. It's about sleep. So um, <laughs> anyway, he was put this study out on his in this book where NASA did this study. NASA makes a comeback. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, hey. NASA makes a comeback. Hashtag NASA. Hashtag NASA makes a comeback. <laughs> wow. But did it ever leave? NASA's always been here. They're always watching. Always watching. Always listening. Watching Sunny. Watching Sunny. So NASA did this study. Now I'm not sure why. Maybe because they wanted to see how certain chemicals affected astronauts but as the Mm. subjects of the study were not astronauts they were spiders nasa gave spiders a bunch of different things and studied the effect of those things on spiders ability to spin a web they observed spiders spinning normal webs and then they gave spiders like weed lsd speed i saw this and I, social media I couldn't post. figure it out. So I'm glad that you're explaining <laughs> yeah. it now. Okay, so they gave spiders weed, speed, LSD, and caffeine, right? Yeah. And so, like, they were trying to figure out how that affected their ability to spin a web. And, I mean, I bring this up because I drink a tremendous amount of caffeine. And the spider that had the caffeine, its web was like, Meh. it was, uh, everyone, every other spider's web was 
like neat. I mean, this the spider on speed had like the most meticulous web. The spider, <laughs> the spider on marijuana had a pretty good web, but the spider on caffeine, its web was like, wah, wah, wah. it was just like all over the place. <laughs> and I feel like if that's the, if, I'm not really planning on quitting caffeine anytime soon. Like, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm not gonna say get you're it not correlating yourself with a spider, no. are you? Let's talk no. about the differences. Can we get the doctor on here? <laughs> doctor, can you talk to us about the physiological differences between a spider and a person? That'd be great. No, they're, actually, they're I don't think we need pretty different. <laughs> Sandy weighs in definitively. Yes. Pretty different. Put the kibosh on that. But I'm just saying, I feel like... I mean, I've heard about animal studies. I have never heard about insect studies. <laughs> this is new to me. You're, it seemed really you're legit. You're out of my scope I, of it expertise. It seemed really legit. I feel like I would not have... It was on a social media post. It was totes legit. I feel like if it hadn't been NASA doing this study on spiders, I'd be like, blah, 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 whatever, you know? Okay, but uh, They were secretly studying something else. <laughs> oh, that's... A, spiders, air yeah, quotes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They weren't like insect spiders. They were robot spiders. <laughs> so there was some gonna... nanotechnology <laughs> yeah. study going on there. Spider bots. They're the That's new right. they're the, bots. the new the wire. Ooh. See Joey and I are Joey's I am just now getting on the wire. This is like two thousand two guys. <gasps> oh my god, it's such a great show. I only watched like two episodes. Jeff's Holy obsessed shit. with it. But I the spiders are maybe maybe the new surveillance equipment. Yeah. I don't know. They're yeah, they probably definitely... not worried about how their brains operate on caffeine. Mm, well, that's There's a- something behind this NASA study is what I'm trying to <laughs> say. Dig deeper. I am suspect. Highly suspect. <laughs> the actual journalist amongst us has made herself known. It's Sandy. She's going for the real story. Yeah, there's something deeper. There's always something deeper. Um, I was just looking at the... What was it? The... Illustration? Yeah, were they, yeah. Were they it was illustrated an il- webs? And that's the other thing, too. The webs were <laughs> illustrated, so... <laughs> oh, my God. And it was like a six-pack of illustrated yeah, webs yeah, done that- <laughs> on, like, Canva for a social media pop. Now that awesome. we're unpacking this a little bit. Yeah, it's looking a little less credible. I just couldn't figure it out because I was like, is this supposed to be like, is this your brain on drugs? Because it was like LSD and marijuana Exactly, and that's caffeine. what I thought. Yeah, and that was the caption I put on it, too. This is yeah. your brain on dot, dot, dot. And then it was like, so don't do caffeine. Ha, ha, ha. You just looked at me like, cue laughter. I'm like, sorry. It wasn't that funny. Not funny. Not even. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe it was like an advertisement I mean, for the cannabis store next door you know, or something. I didn't know what it was. It's actually really funny. Because after I posted the, uh, you know, after I put the um, post on it or whatever, I'm like, this does look like I'm advocating that people should do speed and um, <laughs> like meth and weed or whatever, but stay away from caffeine. <laughs> what am I, Mormon? Jesus. <laughs> I love, I have a lot of Mormon I love friends. Mormons. I love the Mormons. I love Mormons. <laughs> Turns out South Park, the movie was right. Oh my gosh. Nothing. What if it was? Just kidding. <laughs> well, Kyla and I just saw Book of Mormon in <gasps> oh New York, God. and that made me love the Mormons. <laughs> it's hysterical. I haven't seen it, but I need oh, to see shit. it. Yeah. It is hysterical. Which brings us to Hamilton, which Hamilton. you are yes. going to Alexander see. Alexander Hamilton. I'm obsessed with Hamilton, and I think the thing that I love about it the most is that it is so intricately written that just listening mm-hmm. to it not only brings you through the story, which is mm-hmm. great fun, but is mesmerizing in the pace and like the use of language ah. and the whole nine yards. It's killing me this. I can't stop watching it over and over and over. over. I'm and not over. even watching it. I'm listening to it, but it paints say. such amazing pictures in my mind. But you are scouring for uh, bootleg footage. If any listeners out there have any bootleg footage of Hamilton performances, you will need to email that to us. I thought for sure. Like if you can watch the musical ni- or 1776, you've got to be able to watch Hamilton because 1776 is bullshit compared to Hamilton. There's got to be a movie. No movie. So fuck, if you're listening out there and you're a producer, I need you to pick this up. Yeah. Hamilton, the movie. Can we get her done? I feel like you can't be the first person that suggested this. No, not, absolutely not. But I'm hoping to be the last can we please just get this going <laughs> or maybe um a patron listener out there would yes. donate some tickets to the girls of the oh. all gold podcast oh my god if anybody if there is a god you will provide me please <laughs> please baby jesus have you seen sandy have you seen it i felt like you saw it hamilton yeah no no i when we went to new york city i was looking at tickets for hamilton 
in Book of Mormon, and the Hamilton tickets were a thousand dollars a piece. Oh, yeah. So the Hamilton or the the Book of Mormon were only about three hundred and fifty a piece. Still expensive. <laughs> so I was Still like, incredibly I was like, what a deal! What a deal! I'm gonna go, <laughs> go with Book of Mormon. God. But you've got to see a show on Broadway yeah, you when do. you're in New York. I mean, yeah. I saw Chicago on Broadway. In New oh, York. I love Chicago. I do not regret oh. it. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah and Book of Mormon was perfect. Oh, it was yeah. Kyla and I, and we needed to laugh, and we just laughed out loud the whole oh. time. And that's the only time I've been in a theater seeing a show like that and just laughing out loud the whole time. So I, I think it was I think it was the correct choice and saved my pocketbook. I was able to pay for a hotel that night. How about Boom. that? Boom. But we were gifting some Hamilton tickets for our little one that's with us. Oh, uh, yeah. And they have not arrived yet, even though we purchased them for the show that's coming to Portland. So uh, we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do about that. And we went to Powell's and picked up book a Hamilton book that has like the entire script, all these photos, like... All the all the words to all the songs, interviews with all the actors, all of the photos of the costumes, a whole section on how they made the costumes. So oh my god, like, I have to borrow. You it. have to, yeah, you have to get this book. Yeah, you do. So it's cool because uh, we're planning to basically listen to Hamilton nonstop until April eighth, and then maybe afterwards, but so that we like are aware of all the words, know the storyline, know where the show's going. So it's so great. We'll you will not be disappointed. I can't wait to listen to the soundtrack. I love oh, that you're yeah. an obsession over it. Speaking of obsession, did you get sung to on Valentine's Day? What happened to your Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. Day? Can we talk uh, yeah. about Clown uh, yes. a okay. little bit? Okay, I didn't okay. watch it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I didn't watch the link, but you're so you're going to explain to everyone. You have to explain to everyone anyway. Okay, so you can see this for yourself on bookofcade.com, which is my fiance's uh, website, web magazine. And he started calling his podcast the Cade Cast, which I am here for. I love oh, yeah. It. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. So cute. Radio Cade, it is. So the Cade Cast uh, is also can be listened to through his website. But the best thing is this video. So I woke up. It's, first first of all, it's something. we're gonna we're gonna talk about love tonight That's in right. honor we, of Valentine's Day. And this is a little Valentine's story. So Mike had to be out of town for Valentine's Day and he was kinda worried about it. And yeah. I was like, Babe, I, don't sweat it. I am not worried about it. Like every day is Valentine's Day I would, around uh, I would, No, I would break up with Joey. <laughs> Mike was a little worried and he came to me all sheepishly. I'm going to be out of town, babe. And I was like, oh, I know, because he had told me like a while back. Anyway, I'm like, it's all good. I really seriously, honestly do not mind. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. So Valentine's Day comes. He's not there. The night that he left, when I got home from work, there was flowers and a mix CD. Aw, you guys are big on the mix CDs. Yeah, it's a, I have probably 200. You a, do you even have a thing? That, you must have a CD player because Sandy and I recently ran into this. We're like, <laughs> we had a CD for something we had to do. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to have to go drive around to listen to the CD. I don't have a CD player anymore. Totally. The only one. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. I built a 90s stereo. That's another that's Oprah. That's a whole other story. He leaves me the CD and these flowers and I'm thinking that's it. And I was over the moon about yeah. that because it takes a lot of effort to make a mixtape yo and he made it with time to spare so then how, I did, how did he leave you did he leave that day or how did or how did so, these things magically appear for you okay so i left at like five in the morning oh. and he didn't leave oh, until okay. you know i thought maybe afternoon. he like paid somebody to like come in your house <laughs> and put it in that he would have if he yeah. needed to this is the kind of dedication my man has i, I believe it. it i believe it i need to ask a couple of clarifying questions i okay. know you're, you're trying to tell the story i know you guys <laughs> i feel I've, you fans i, all I feel you out no. there fans no. i know <laughs> these girls are driving you crazy the, you just want to hear the damn story the fans know because they too have been following this on social media as it has all unfolded That's and they true. too have to put the pieces together as we do yes <laughs> okay so my question is like what kind of jams are on this cd are we talking like 90s r&b slow, oh my god. slow jams grind oh jams my are we god. talking like nine it's inch got nails lots of no, ed it's, sheeran it's got some it's got like some classics a little James bit Blunt. of marvin gay and oh, some deep soulful it. stuff it Jason also has Hans. simply the best by tina turner simply it the best. also has rush by Paula Abdul. Rush, 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 hurry, hurry, <laughs> baby, come Suddenly to me. Suddenly our podcast has turned into karaoke. It doesn't take much. Just put me in front of No, not, not with me either. So yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, that's it's amazing. just like that. That's sweet. And it goes it's on. Very sweet. It is so good. That happened. And then I woke up in the morning. So that was darling and delightful as uh -huh. it was. I wake up in the morning and Mike's like, texts me of course happy birth or ha happy valentine's day baby and then there's this link and it's just it shows it's a picture of mike and i kissing and it just says 
I had to be out of town this Valentine's Day or something like that. I wanted to do something special for my baby MJ. Uh And I'm like, huh? And I click on it and this video appears of this singing clown Elvis called Clownvis. Okay, and this story is so meta. So the Clownvis is singing Love Me Tender, but he sings it to Marissa from Michael, like Happy Valentine's Day, the the most important holiday of the year, Valentine's Day. It's so good. So the story behind this is Mike is it a lover of all things obscure, as you probably yes, have noticed. He, he it's obscure. Have... And it is very <laughs> obscure. But there's this even more obscure song that Clownvis does called Cursive. And it says, I'm going cursive. And he does this whole Elvis cursive song. <laughs> and I do a pretty good impersonation of Clownvis doing impersonation of Elvis wow, singing a cursive song. that is song. pretty meta. <laughs> so Mike often will say to me, do cursive and so then i'm like i'm going cursive and i do my little elvis lip and the whole nine right so that's one part of it another part of it is there's this scene in oh god what's the name of the movie not true romance it's uh oh my god oh my god wild at heart with Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. And they're like madly in love. It's a freaky deaky Wait a dark minute. Are they in love romance. in real life? Could they be together in real oh, life? Oh, it would be so good, but I... it's not true. Okay, so Nicolas Cage would... is an Elvis I guy. I Laura Dern. Definitive way in on that one. Absolutely I, not. I follow L- Laura Dern on Instagram, and I will use my direct message to forbid her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> she cannot be with Nicolas Cage. She okay. She is great. Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage are super duper in love in this movie and she's and they have this really cheesy dramatic scene where they're driving in the dark in the desert in a giant convertible and he looks at her and he's like I love you baby and she's like I love you so much kind of a thing and it's just really over the top and Mike is like you love me like that (laughs) that is so sweet sweet. and then there's a scene in the movie where he sings love me tender to Laura Dern and so this is so meta because this is Clownvis the cursive guy Uh singing love me tender to me from Mike just like in the movie wow that's that's thoughtful it is it is I, can that I tell you about my experience yes. with watching this? Yes. <laughs> How did it go over because, with you? So just to to preface it, um, like I haven't hung out with you and Michael a lot, but the few times I have, I can see it. Like I see how much this guy loves you and you love him and the way you guys interact. Like you could tell that that is like just real, you yeah, know, and, it's, and it's like adorable fire. and it's a little weird. Like you guys, <laughs> like in a good way. We are weird. No, in a good way. You guys both like have this um, probably connection over all things weird. Also, that they can both rant. True. You yeah. guys can both get on one. You yeah. guys can get going on any yeah. kind which, of thing. Which makes you guys seem <laughs> it's amazing. even more perfect for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to click the link, of course. <laughs> and I click the link, and I'm like, okay, there's a clown, and it's Clownvis. And then he starts singing, and I'm getting the, the Elvis impression. And I'm I'm totally on this like love train. I'm like, this is so sweet. This is so cute. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, why do I feel weird? I feel weird. I'm like, I'm a little scared. I'm feeling a little scared. And then I realized, I'm like, because this clown is creepy. He is so creepy. (laughs) He is so creepy. Is he in the Portland area? Or did he, how is he universal? He must be like a digital nomad. He just lives out. So Mike really is like an, excavator of strange things and he he's one of those guys in high school who knew about bands and movies and shit that no one else had ever heard of he's like mr obscura yeah so this comes from i believe clownvis it's either from this or tangentially linked to this record label that's owned by a guy named greg turkington and there's a whole world that goes with that Should from the 90s. Should we see if we could um, hire Clownvis to sing a song for All Gold Everything? Like Clownvis could cover Tristan no wait a oh. minute. Trinidad James's version of All Gold Everything. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that, he would do it I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> So I had a theory just watching it. I thought that maybe Clownvis came here to the Island Station Media Lab and oh, filmed yeah. that for you. He oh, could have. That happened in my fantasy. Oh. oh, good. Well, hey, Clownvis, if you're listening out there, we're going to tag you in this uh, next upload of this podcast, and you should check it out. Oh, yeah. We're, we're repping you. We got and, and we're going to put a link to your website somewhere, and we're hoping that you're going to be so excited about all that that you just offer and volunteer to do a jingle jangle for us. We're going to have to tag, way, um, baby. 
We're gonna have to tag Clownvis. We're gonna have to tag Laura Dern. We're gonna have to maybe <laughs> I tag you, Laura Cage. I don't know. I'm well, in for tagging Nicholas Cage. Can, if, I mean, I know I'm clear now from Sandy's input that Nicholas Cage and Laura Dern can't date, but no. can they be tagged together in the same item? Is that she's she's too good for him? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. good to know. That's that, fine. She is way too good for him. Sorry, yeah. Nick. Sorry, um, Nick, but we'll tag you. If you're, yeah, honest. Maybe I mean, we'll you're, also... you're not too good for us. That's the good news. <laughs> and we'll also tag Trinidad and James. I'm going to start doing that on the regular. Just yeah, to see I can't where believe I can you haven't that. done that. I don't yet. know. I'm that offended. Slipped my radar. I was <laughs> why haven't this week? you Damn. DM'd? Why haven't you sent, sent Trinidad James a dick pic yet? I'm about to. I'm going to send Trinidad James the equivalent, the podcast equivalent of, of an dick unsolicited pic. dick pic. There yeah. we go. Let me this try is the freedom of your honey not listening to our podcast. He's listening. He's he's started to listen. He um, can't help it. It's right. too good. It is. It's too it good. Is. I did get some compliments from some people this week and the uh, whole time you were shouting out to your coworkers, I was struggling to remember who it was. And I got to tell you, I probably talked about 250 people this week. Oh no my God. joke. Yeah. So I don't have any idea. I don't but remember. But people were nice about it. People were nice. That's very good. They like it. That's awesome. Somebody who surprised me and that's the one I was trying to remember. I was uh. like, no shit, you listened to it? <laughs> tell <laughs> me that it was, that his name rhymed with Schmed Schmeler. Oh yeah. We haven't heard shit from that heard, office. Yeah. I'm going to reach out because I know somebody. If you're out there, Nathan Howard, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. Coming Put for this you. on your boss's listen tab. Sandy, since you're definitively weighing in on stuff this evening. <laughs> yeah, put, put it down, Sandy. What is it? My question is related to a little a drink that is like super popular right now that's green that I have been referring to as matka. M-A-T-C-H-A. First of all, are either of you drinking it? No. Oh, what well, it's good for something, right? Is it caffeine? It's just like a super concentrated green tea. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So lots of antioxidants and stuff. Yeah, and caffeine. And what do you? How do you pronounce it? I say matcha. <laughs> Me too, because it's T C H, right? Yeah. I know, but I just I Poor can't Heidi. get over. Yeah. I just you I, could call it matcha. I've been. <laughs> yeah. Or matka. Matka. I've been calling it oh. matka. Oh, she's <laughs> Russian. <good>. Little <laughs> Russian. <laughs> I want some vodka. I want some vodka. I cannot well, have the vodka, so I will have the vodka. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I don't even really like green tea anyway, so maybe I'll just the problem, the problem with green tea, I've always contended, is that there's no coffee in it. Yeah. But if you have the matka. <laughs> See, I mean, it just sounds better. I, here's the thing. I actually think, like, the way you hunched over when you said... Actually oh, think, shit. I actually think I actually channeling old Russian woman, <laughs> and you did. I was there. I was in Russia with my babushka. <laughs> I actually think that if you were to call it matka, people might believe that had extra extraordinary like healing powers. Matcha. I mean, what the f- what the fuck is matcha? Well, oh, you give me some did. Matcha. <laughs> you did until we burst your balloon. Matcha sounds like here. Let me light my Virginia Slim and pass some matcha. <laughs> Here's the only other thing I have. I, I don't have much to weigh in on the Olympics. Uh, I did mention this on our show notes about that I wanted to talk about it because I'm normally a huge fan of amateur sports. I love kind of like the, just like the overwhelming, like, yes, uh, trueness, like just like the purity of uh, Olympics. Oh my God. Oh my God. Go on. <laughs> I love it. I just, okay, they're I not love... amateur and they're not pure. Okay. Okay. How about this? How about this? How about the roller coaster of emotions? Can yeah. we get on board with that? I like, like to I, buy the hype. I also, actually love buying the hype. I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm like a sucker for the a human interest stories. story. Yeah, I'll oh. take it. I love it. I love like it. Like the little American figure skating team from Michigan. Or I've been watching the Winter Olympics, and my first thoughts are like, wow, lots of skiing. So oh. much skiing. <laughs> oh, like, you didn't love that? I'm like, damn. I watched I... one night of the fucking <laughs> ice skating, and I'm like, I'm an Olympic fan. <laughs> <laughs> I subjected our little our little Sonny to the Olympics to a couple of nights of Olympics actually and I really didn't think much of it because I was like oh great we'll watch the luge blah 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 until I saw these guys these men grown ass men in spandex coming oh, yeah. at us balls 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 first. Balls. Just balls everywhere. Oh, my God. I did not. Spandex laden oh, balls. God. That's oh why gosh. I love it. What have I been missing? I know. Sandy, I'm sure. get off your high horse and get in line. <laughs> These are, are balls. But their balls are probably huge from all the doping I mean, they've been doing. Fucking awesome. It is absolutely obscene. I did not yeah. mean to expose this 10-year-old, 11-year-old to... Um, she was going to find out oh eventually. Oh, my God. To this spandex ball experience. There certainly is highlight reel somewhere. Sandy, I it will not take long for you to you find know, it. You know when you see old pictures.
pictures of Olympics. <laughs> you know, they used to wear these like puffy suits and shit. Yes. 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 That was a different time. Thank you. That's Don't the time get me I remember. started yeah. on my Olympic rant. Oh, Do yeah. it. I dare you. Yeah. Back when the athletes were natural. Natural And you were in yes. awe of yeah. natural athletic talent. And mm-hmm. now you're in awe of something that is unachievable without any cheating. Normal. Yeah. Without or, cheating. Or at least putting in 60-hour weeks right. training, yeah. which is... You're right, not amateur, which is... Consider, yeah, cheating in and of itself because it's not amateur behavior. It's not amateur. I I do think that actually you make a good point, which is that I think my love of the Olympics comes from a different era from like the 80s and, Mm -hmm. you know, from the 80s. Yeah. When maybe there was still like doping and stuff going on, but I just, and also because I was a kid, I didn't realize it as much, but it did seem much more like regular humans as opposed to these superhumans and spider bots. And like I said, I haven't been watching it very much, but I have a, I recollect from being mm-hmm. a small child <laughs> that they had they would inter they would um interject with like old pictures and old stories of Olympic history yeah. and like yeah. all this there would be a lot more history and, and stuff. More of the human interest stuff. Yeah, it would be kind of permeating the whole experience of mm-hmm. viewing. And now I you how much of that do you see? I don't know. I saw in one of the ads I saw a flashback a, not a flashback, a clip of Carrie Strug doing the vault when she had broken mm. her foot that in like oh, that I was like the early, that. Yeah. yeah. It looked the vid the footage looked so old. I was like, oh my God, I'm dust. I'm I'm older oh, than dust. Fuck. I'm fucking so so old. Me too. And you know what? It takes a lot because I really believe I'm aging in reverse. So, but <laughs> that made me go like, God damn. Something that Mike and I have experienced is like going to hell and back. I do feel that has aged me. Like I can feel it. I can see oh, it. Sing it, sister. And I, it has been rough for the last few years as I've alluded to. But anyway, I've been picking up on that. And I don't know if it's just that I'm extra tired from the kind of amount of work and stress yeah. lately. Or if it's real, but it feels real. Here's what I think. I mean, I really, this is just my opinion. I'm stuck with it. You're not. I think that some of that stuff does kind of like temporarily age us, right? Where you can see the stress, like especially when you're not getting enough sleep or you have been under, like you've been under tremendous stress for a sustained period of time, you know, that it does start to like kind of show. But then I do think that we can recover from that in the way Mm. that we used to not be able. I think we can bounce back. All right. Is my thought. Cool. Yeah. I think that like once the stress is kind of relieved a little bit, like once the pressure valve is twisted and like some of the stress is relieved and you get some recovery period, like I think that none of the stress, your visibility of the stress you're experiencing is permanent. And I think that's because of the lifestyle that you have. Mm. You know, like I really believe that if I was still out there drinking and, you know, ripping and running, there is no way. Well, there's no way my stress level would ever be reduced. And so I would never be able to take care of myself and I'd never be able to kind of like pull it together, reverse some of that like gnarliness that shows up. Omar on The Wire, when he was asked under (laughs) oath what he does for a living, he Mm -hmm. said, I rip and I run. I rip and run. Sorry. I I don't really know if I actually ripped and run. Omar's a bad motherfucker. I do love uh, that guy. I like that phrase. He rips and runs. He, rips he sure and runs. does. Rips and runs. Um, so yeah, are we gonna talk about love or what? I just feel like it's such a big topic, and I think that last podcast we were talking about something else, and we were talking. I said about- something like, "Oh, that would be a whole other podcast talking about the road there." Yeah. But I got worried about our timing because yeah. we each have a road there, and it's like a, what it was like, what happened, what it's like yeah. now, and there's yeah. a lot to it that it'd be hard to to really get too deep into um so i don't know really what to say about love other than i am excited that all three of us are in you know good deep loving relationships and mm-hmm. we finally figured this shit out and done um, figured out check next done. all right if, next yeah and if i have a little a little short plug you know kind of for the i guess i if i think about it maybe like for listeners out there yeah. because what i can relate to before this relationship was the feeling of What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why does it never work out? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess those are the two big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me and why does it never work out? And so I guess my, my plug for for that person would be, based on my experience, is to finally fucking stop mm-hmm. and get down to the what's wrong with me? Why do I not love myself? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it took for me. You know, I had to really get down to, like, dating this another fucker and Mm -hmm. being like so frustrated even though I'm even starting to do things different now I'm still picking fuckers Mm -hmm. and um, I think what it came down to was um, what 
the version of me that they reflected back to me. Mm-hmm. So I can remember you saying that a lot. Yeah, is is what what I was comfortable with. So mm-hmm. I would be gravitated, and I would gravitate to men who were able to reflect a version of me back to me that I was comfortable with. And so I had to change that reflection. And for me, I had to just stop fucking dating men and start just doing me mm-hmm. and get rad. You know, yeah. I had to get to a place where I thought I was rad. I thought I was worthy. I thought I loved myself. And then go online. And so I think the, <laughs> I think the fun thing to talk about, um, because I know that Heidi has a really good experience with talking about what that work looks like and, and how she was able to do that work. And um and so I won't talk about that, but going online, I could talk about going online <laughs> because I want to, like, if I ever get my shit together and start my own coaching business, yes, it will be Coach Sandy. It will be mm-hmm. the tough love coach. Yes, girl, it's yes. right there. You yeah. are, you're right there. Yeah. You're there. And, and I will not take clients who are not ready to yeah. fucking shut the fuck up and do what I say and listen to me. And um, like kind of like, <laughs> your best ideas got you here. Yeah. Feeling like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I ever do it right? And after what all the work that we do, I'm, I would love to help people with online dating. Yeah. Because this is what I did. I had had a lot of friends. I felt like I had a lot of experience with online dating and what it was about mostly through friends and like I'll never forget one friend came to me and she said um she's like yeah I've been on match and I don't know there's just so many I went on and I looked at all the she's a heterosexual female um in search of a male companion and she's like I went online and I was looking at all the other women and she's like I just I just don't you know I just don't measure up and I know that there's so much competition and I told her I was like why would you do that damn girl you got that shit backwards right right but you know on a smaller level that's what we all think and don't deny that we're thinking about oh this guy they're dating a bunch of other women there's a lot of other people out there I'm just one of many and um and so she just actually kind of took it to another level of obsessing about it But what I told her, and this was way before um, I was online dating, I was like, just be the baddest bitch in the room. Yeah. It's like, and until you can get to that spot where you're the baddest bitch on match, then get off, get off match. Yeah. And, um, and so that's kind of how I took it. And I went on and I wasn't like, I'm not, nobody's choosing me. Like, I don't give a fuck if you think I'm cute. I don't give a fuck if you like my picture. I don't give a fuck if you want to send me a message. I am going to pick. I am here to pick. I'm choosing you. Yeah. And I think this is a corollary to what you're about to say, but I remember when I did some online dating, Marissa was like, you better be, you got to be ruthless. Uh-huh. None of this like, oh, he's kind of cute. No, like, if you don't want to like, fuck that guy the minute you see his first little picture or whatever, bye. Bye, boy. <laughs> swipe left. Come on, keep going. Because I am not here for this kind of like, because, you know, you could look at thousands of pictures yeah. and be like, well, he's all right. I yeah. bet he's got a great personality. Oh, like, he may be unemployed <laughs> right now. I and... feel like you probably gave me this. I think I probably got this messaging from both of you, actually. That oh, I, It yeah. was like, if you're going to go online I dating. know, because the whole time Sandy's been saying this, I was thinking, I did not ever have that thought. I did not worry about the competition. <laughs> So I must have That's waited amazing. to the right period to get on. Well, yeah, because you must have known that you were the baddest bitch on. I did. Okay, Cupid or yeah. whatever it was. I was hashtag the baddest yeah. bitch on Tinder. That might be a trending hashtag for us. Yes. There we go. Yes. Is it even trend- Tinder anymore? Is it Bumble? Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. I don't know, but isn't Bumble one where you like find a new best friend or something? I don't quite. They have matching for friends and. Fucking. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> well, okay, I'm a generation behind the matching that's, for that's fucking. That's code for ugly and yeah. cute. Yeah, oh, and that's another thing with my tough love coaching. I will not be matching, helping people match for fucking. Yeah, yeah no, no. No, that shit's too easy. You don't need a coach for that. Yeah, no, go, anyone can get fucked. Go get fucked. Yeah. Come back when you're more miserable. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so I picked and I um, I picked three. Yeah. And, and that was it. And Joey happened to be number three. Your love story with Joey is very sweet. Yeah, well, because he's a good kid. I think I would love to spend some time talking about what it is like as far as what it took. I mean, uh, although I did do like some really structured work around making myself prepared to receive the kind of love that I can receive today, it's actually very similar to what Sandy was talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it, it got to the place where it was just like, first of all, I had to be ready to have a relationship. Because, like, I was totally into, um, prior to this relationship, I was totally into, you know, fucking unavailable men. So, you know, one of the first things that I had to do was decide, like, that I was tired of doing that same mm-hmm. shit over and over again. And when I say unavailable, I mean, like, not in this area code. I was, I mean, I was, like, flying to places to meet guys that, 
one, that makes it sound like I did it a lot, but once I flew somewhere to, you know, meet a guy that I had talked to and I had met in person once, but wasn't here, you know, like he's not available. He doesn't live in this area, you know, he wasn't available on a number of levels. But yes. Or like I was dating a guy or wanting to date guys that were either currently still in relationships with other women or had just gotten out of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there was a lot of that in my life. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys on the dating websites too. Oh, for sure. By the way, you got to get a radar for that. <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to know that that's what's going on, I mean, it's easy to ignore. You know what I mean? If you're not ready to be in a relationship and you're not really looking for somebody who's available, it's really easy to just stick around with... a. But it's really easy to find unavailable people. But if Very that's easy. what you're telling yourself and you resonated with what Sandy was saying earlier about having these moments of thinking, what is wrong with me and why doesn't it ever work out? Then you don't really want a non-committal relationship. Yeah. So get right with yourself too. And you've mm-hmm. got to be honest about what you're looking for. Right. I mean, I think that was really what was going on. There was a lot of a disconnect for me because in my words were like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm cute. I'm smart and blah, blah, blah. Why can't I? Why, why am I always scaring these guys away? Well, because all of them were unavailable, mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't willing to like really be honest about like, it is not, you know, to me, the way my brain works, I think like, oh, it's perfectly normal to start, to start a long distance relationship with someone to like meet someone <laughs> online or something and then have an, a long distance love affair where we never live in the same spot, you know, like, and somebody was like, that's not normal. That's yeah. not how people end up having long distance love affairs because they have to, because one of them has to move for a job. Like they've already met, they already have a life together and then they decide, you know, that it, that they have to be separated for a while. You know, I think I agree with that. I will say that like the dynamics of dating are changing so that like you can meet people who are not in your geographic area. But I really do think like that availability does start with like being in the same space. Mm hmm. So that was like something that I would was not willing to acknowledge um, well, as for unavailability. You, for you, that was a pattern, right? And was, yeah, that was an old pattern of mine. Was mm-hmm. people that are not available, and that included yeah. geographically unavailable. Absolutely. If that's not your pattern, and your pattern is whatever's easy and convenient, and you keep right. overdoing that pattern, you may want to be a little more careful about your opening your spectrum a little bit to even you know people who are on a wider plane yeah. or something. Yeah. But I think the bigger picture is that I was complaining about not being able to connect with someone, Mm -hmm. but I was not willing to like really have a look at what availability looks like. Mm -hmm. So I kept being like, these guys are great, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was not willing to go like, oh shit, but that guy just got divorced three months ago. But that guy just, you know, or doesn't actually live here or that guy is actually already involved with someone else or whatever, you know. It definitely ties back to what Sandy was saying and what you were saying both of you earlier about having to get to that place where you love yourself and that's right. that reflection right which is I'm not worthy of any more than this and so then the thoughts turn into how come I'm not good enough why won't he leave her for me yeah. or like why won't he become what I need him to be right and like why am I not good enough to do that and it's really just the I'm not good enough part that totally. is lodged in your brain totally yeah. And I mean, what I ended up having to do after I finally got to this place where I was like, I'm doing the same shit and I'm not getting different results and I'm finally so miserable that I, you know, whatever, is that I had to quit men, you know? Mm -hmm. So I took like a 12 month break and not only from dating, but from even like having um, text and um, phone calls with men, with men. So, you know, I was, uh, I asked someone, I asked a woman that I knew for some help with this and she set some guidelines around, you know, what my interactions should look like. And she was like, you know, if you want to chat with men in mixed company, that's fine, but I don't want you spending any, I would suggest that you not spend any one-on-one time alone with men via text or phone or in person. And at first that was kind of a hard pill to swallow, but I didn't really think I was going to be doing this work for that for 12 months. I thought I was going to be <laughs> doing it for 30 days. And I thought like, oh, well, 30 days, that's no big deal or whatever. And so I said, okay, yeah, I'm that desperate. I agree to do that. And and then I did a lot of writing and a lot of prayer work around it and a lot of meditation on it and all kinds of other stuff that I don't have to get into, but only to come out the other side to realize like, you know, so much of my attraction to unavailable men was related to attention seeking mm-hmm. and, and filling a void or not having the self-worth or not loving myself enough and seeking outside. So much of it is about, for me, was about seeking outside of self. Yeah. That once I learned, like, I'm the baddest bitch in the room, I'm fully whole by myself. Like, then I was finally able and available to, like, receive the love of someone who was also available. Your own kind of weirdo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's what happened to me, too. You know, it was just a matter of, like, 
I had to get to know myself so well again, and it felt like being a teenager again. It was so, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I did have moments in my teenage life where I felt really me. I was like yeah. not afraid of my, because I still had a little bit of that childlike interest and curiosity about the world, and yeah. I, I liked weird art and weird music and weird movies and stuff like that just on my own in my room. I was creative and into all that kind of thing. And so reimagining myself as an adult without substances and without using relationships inappropriately mm. and without having sex with strangers and without all that yeah. shit, I was able <laughs> to, yeah, I was able to reconnect yeah. with that self I had lost when I started partying. Yeah. And it was that girl in the room, the weird art girl mm. with like the weird music and the weird movies and all that. And guess what I found? <laughs> My long lost best friend from high school who sends me clown vis for valentine's day that's right baby you nailed it you yeah. nailed it yeah because you know and i had to get comfortable enough to be like yeah i'm a freaky deaky weirdo and i like that shit and yeah. he sent it to me and it's great and i was like showing senators that shit at the legislature <laughs> this week so it was you know it was the sweetest thing. it all came together yeah i have one thing i have to say about the emotional availability i um I made a ideals list, but I knew I didn't even have to look at my list to know that, you know, the top of the ideals list was is emotionally available. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that was those were words I was saying over and over uh -huh. and over and over is like beating a dead horse. But um, on my second date with Joey, we were talking and he he told me that he wanted me to be his girlfriend. Uh -huh. And I will and I'll never forget what really struck me. What he said is and he was so cute. He was looking at me with his big brown eyes and he's like, I'm emotionally available. <gasps> decide to believe him right. which took some time yeah, I didn't yeah. just go you got me that night yeah. I mean that part definitely took some time but I had to make the decision that um, I'm going to go ahead and try to believe this guy well um, that's really you know, interesting because I feel like people are because I'm I'm always har harping on emotionally available whenever I'm talking to girlfriends about about relationships giving advice take, giving suggestion you know emotional availability is something that comes up right off the bat and people are always like well how do you know and I'm like you know I can't exactly outline exactly how I know someone's emotionally available but these days I'm much better better at knowing when they're not. And on a different part of the spectrum, that was definitely lacking in my previous relationships. But another thing that was lacking was that the joy and the the liking and the mm -hmm. interests, like the shared interests and the camaraderie and like that kind of best friend shit where it's mm -hmm. like, I want to think you are entirely fuckable and <laughs> I want you to be my best friend. Yeah. And so I was really looking for a best friend with a penis and that is what I found. <laughs> That's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, that's exactly. Bingo. That's yeah. exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that was another thing for me, too, is the totally fuckable part. Because yeah. I do remember ending up dating men that I wasn't attracted to. Oh, yeah. And dating Story because my, my, my friends Heidi's got were some pasty, puffy motherfuckers in her past. <laughs> well, I was like, well, my friends say they're attractive, so I should be attracted. But I wasn't. And then right. I remember um, towards the end, I met some guy at Townsend Tea. And I and he was funny and everything. We were just stuck in line for ages. So he, like, asked me out. So I decided to go out with him. Yeah. Even though... I didn't find him attractive, but he was nice and yeah. funny. I went out with this guy like three or four times. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm like, I just can't kiss him. Like, mm. I cannot kiss him. So by the time, that was the other thing. By the time I went on OkCupid, okay, I'm like, and I have to be attracted. Like, yeah. Like what you said. That's why I about, think that's why it was important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said about looking at the photo and stuff. Like, there has to be an attraction. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds kind of shallow, but I actually think it's deep to be like, you know, I... This reminds me of actually kind of a conversation that we had about um, accepting some values or some different values around like money and right. making money and being willing to go like, I want to make money at my career and I want to be able to X, Y, and Z. And I mean, I kind of feel like that's the same kind of like taking back my power around mm -hmm. like, I want to be involved with a man that I want to fuck. Yeah, today I want I am. To be that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. like I don't think that that's like too much to ask or shallow. I think that's amazing that I know myself well enough that that's what I want, well, and, and I'm not going to settle for something different. Actually, I have to tell you guys, Mike and I spent a lot of time. Um, we were really into each other and having a really great time, and we we both had a track record of failed marriages, failed relationships, and we didn't. We were so excited by this new 
camaraderie yeah. that we didn't want to spoil it. And so we spent some time like reading about it, about yeah. relation. We would trade articles and we would read about like best practices for relationships. And one of the things that we came up against a lot or came up with a lot, um, stuff on New York Times and in various journals would be about these long relationships. If you want to have the long relationship that everybody covets where it's like the romance is still alive. Yeah. Food and sex. It's yeah. so important. Sex is a huge part of that. Yeah. And like, yes. And yeah. Sex. And, f- and food. And food. I would agree with that. I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know about that, but I do know about the sex part. Yes, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think uh, hearing you talk about that remi- reminds me of one other thing that I know that Sandy and Joey have shared a lot, which is you guys really have like a shared, you have some shared spiritual practice, but you guys have a lot of shared reading and like, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of shared like knowledge Based practice too, where you like read books together. Do you guys? Do you guys? I, Jeff and I read similar material, and we have some share like a a little bit of an overlap in our spiritual practice. Um, but we are we have we don't read books together, which I know you guys do. We've read a few of yeah. the same books, but Joey has more more time to read than I do. Oh, because he um, quote works from home. <laughs> right, he's so cupcaking he's, all day long. He's read a, he's read a lot more books than every I, day. Than I'm I have. cupcaking. Still cupcaking. Every day I'm cupcaking. Well, he just recently read this book that was incredible. It's called She Comes First. So hey, I'm gonna go ahead and pick that shit up right now. Title alone. I have not read it, but. I can recommend it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, how subtle will that be? Mike reads books to me. Yeah. And articles how, that to me. That sounds adorable. I love that. And I love it because he has a great voice. So that's really great. And then um, he does have a good radio does, voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So now we're actually, we're going to trade books and we have very similar interests too. So like he's reading yeah. Young and I'm reading Nietzsche and we're going to switch. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, we're. <laughs> fucking made Hashtag for each other dog grown ass people for <laughs> I real. know for who real. does that and then we're like let's fuck <laughs> the world is After nothing reading, I love you nihilist, everything <laughs> yeah. is shit let's bang everything <laughs> is shit there's no purpose but actually it's not anyway that's a whole other story as well but yeah I love that Jeff and I have done some of that uh, where we read uh, we'll read one book and take some turns reading paragraphs or whatever but I have to say I do have a hard time paying attention because I do love the sound of Jeff's voice and then I'm like asleep <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like but that's great. I've done that too. It's I'm like, good. does this count as meditation? I don't know. <laughs> for you, it for does. For me, it does. <laughs> yeah, not for everyone. It's practically levitation. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a really great place to kind of uh, hit the pause button in this conversation because we're um, about at, at about an hour, and so um, we could continue in the coming weeks with more in-depth discussion and. Uh, I mean, I think that'd be great. I think the way that Sandy outlined uh, our coming discussions about love and yeah. talking about what it was like, what happened and what it's like now yeah. would be a like great a way. February love series. Yeah, why not? Spring love yeah. series. Yeah, I like it too. That sounds like a great idea. Well, so, and it ties into so much else. I mean, I feel like my outlook has evolved as a result. My, you know... It's just, there's a lot to it. It touches on family, it touches on career, and it touches on relationships with other people in my life, my fa- my friends, and it's, it's big time. Yeah, it's important, and it's, um, as far as what it is today, it's, it's, really, it's creating family. Like, even though Joey and I, we aren't going to be having children, we are going to be aging, <laughs> both mm-hmm, of us. Yeah. And so it's creating family, it, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah, it's, yeah, huge. it's a huge yeah. deal. That's yeah. And, and if you're one of those folks who isn't sure about um, building a family or building a relationship or what your level of commitment is to getting into a long-term relationship, I do think that the same principles that govern a good personal intimate relationship go for all good personal intimate relationships yeah. with the with the absence of wanting to fuck yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's but, so true. But I <laughs> Yeah, I mean I the, do think that the ideals list could transition over yeah. into friendships. And yeah, it becomes, for sure. Absolutely. And then it's my ideals list. What how do I want to show up in the world? Right. And then what do I want my relationship with my mom to look like? What do I want yeah. my relationship with my daughter to look like? Mm-hmm. Sisters, brothers, yeah. you know, the whole nine. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. 
So I was just thinking that it might be fun um, to end the love portion of tonight's yes. podcast with reading my old ideals list that I wrote in like please. Oh, yes, please. So I'm trying to remember when I wrote this because my notes in my phone, it updates it every time I type oh, something okay, on it. Yeah. So the date's not updated, but I think it must have been um, probably... 2014 sometime it was okay. it was after so we're looking four years ago yeah back in 2014 barack was still president oh, it's a different world <laughs> God, life was so good <laughs> i was much cooler back then um but we okay so cool so ideal ideal man i have ideal man and ideal relationship so ideal man number one emotionally available number yes. two kind yes. number three happy number four emotionally whole parentheses not broken mom issues unresolved childhood <laughs> trauma that's important, That's you guys. important. It's super important. Number five, was loved by his mom. Aw. Number six, that is also very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, fit and healthy. Uh-huh. Number seven, able to give love, support, and comfort. Um, that's kind of like emotionally available. Yeah. Number eight, is connected, friends and family. Number nine. Also, emo- also mm-hmm. a good sign of availability, of emotional availability. Mm-hmm. Number nine, effective communicator. Another key piece to emotional availability. <laughs> Number oh, ten, this is, good. is not intimidated by me or my confidence. Yes. yes. Oh my god, you guys, I was confident back then. <laughs> You're confident now. You are. Shush. Number eleven, trusts me. Yeah. Um, mm. ideal relationship. Number one, loves me for me. My flaws are rad. Number two, mutual respect. Number three, mutual support. Number four, frequent expression of love. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes, yes, I had yes. no idea what I was asking for when I put that one on there. Dude, <laughs> fuck. I love it so hard. You're going to put the fucking clown face video on your say, <laughs> website. One of Jeff's favorite ways to express love is through cooking and food. It makes oh, me so, so happy. Good. I feel so loved. See, food. So food, awesome. food and sex. Food is important. Gifts and sex yeah. and words. Oh, All of it. So good. Mm. Um, so number five, fun, lighthearted, clownvis. <laughs> you, you got that one. Um, number six, spiritual growth together. Oh, Amen. That's a good one. Number got seven, I'm not afraid. Number eight, I'm like this, happy emoji, not like this, <laughs> crying emoji. Um, and I remember hearing, um, as I was going through all the work that I was doing that, um, love without fear is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, there's always some fear for me, but I, I do believe that it's true, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Yeah, I, I progress. Like, I like perfection. that. Um, I like that phrase. Love without fear is possible. I think that's totally true. I agree. Like there are still stages in my in my development and in my life where. Uh, God, where I drag my feet on something because I have created some fear for myself, but it's like, you know, it's, it is possible to just completely lean in and allow mm-hmm. love to replace all that fear. Yeah. I mean, I think at, at one point early on, we just came to this realization with some help that we needed to take breaking up or, or any of the variations of breaking up. Mm-hmm off the table yeah. when, when we were going through some hard times and that was really helpful too. Oh, and yeah. that helped to to build some trust yeah. the, and to agree to that together to be have that really clear decision that we're going to be exclusive to one another and we're not going anywhere. I love that. That's called the kangaroo pouch. You guys are oh. in you're in the kangaroo pouch. You are like you are both cohabitating. You're in the kangaroo pouch. The kangaroo pouch is safe. You mm-hmm. just get in the pouch. Get I'm down sorry. in the pouch. I am always climbing halfway out of that pouch. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the pouch. Oh, Stay dude, in the pouch. I don't know. One time, like, sometimes I'll be like, am I taking the pouch for granted? Because I'm just, like, seriously comfortable in the pouch. I got no questions That's about the pouch. That's how you should. You should be comfortable in the pouch. <laughs> just it. lounging in the pouch. It's very good. I just always think that, like, maybe I'll just be better off outside of the pouch. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the pouch. I gotta just get out. I gotta just get out. Oh my god, it's sweet. Little it is naked sweet. baby kangaroo running around outside of the pouch. Just like a mess. And then Joey's name is Joey. Guess oh my god. what a baby kangaroo's god. called mother. Oh maybe maybe he's in the pouch. You guys are No, you're in the you're pouch. In together. The pouch. <laughs> you're just in the pouch going, man, what? I should get out of the pouch. What? But you're not actually leaving. And me and Liz are going, stay in the pouch. Stay Why are in the there pouch. two kangaroos in the pouch? Because you're in there together the pouch is the safety it's like the safe zone it's like you're in 
It's we're like you're lost, Sandy. It's like you're both baby kangaroos. Neither of you is the adult like twins. So we're siblings. No, you're not related. Oh. You're pals. You're kangaroo pal. You're baby. Oh. You're like Muppet babies, but kangaroos. And you're in a kangaroo pouch. This it's- has got some serious visual. <laughs> Did you take some medicine? But isn't the pouch like a placenta? No, it's supposedly related. Okay, we're in sorry, together. Sorry, yeah, scientist. Put your scientist. Take your scientist hat off. Put your podcast hat on. Sweating. Yeah, we this tried to hard. ask you about about insect modeling earlier, <laughs> and you didn't have any science hat to put on then. So what I'm what I'm saying is this the pouch science is a metaphorical safe space. You and Joey are metaphorical kangaroo joeys that are metaphorically siblings. safe. No, you're actually incestuous siblings. No, okay, you said that, not me, and I'm saying you're not, and you want to stay in the pouch. I love no it. Wonder, no wonder. No wonder. Next time I want we'll be talking about. Next time we'll be talking about Freud (laughs) and Nietzsche. Life is nothing. I'm the one who wants out of the pouch. Life is nothing. I might as well fuck my sister. Life is nothing. I better jump out of the pouch. Like, no, the pouch is the lifeboat. The out of the pouch is the Titanic. You already, you're in the pouch. Stay in the pouch. Okay, okay. Heidi is committed. I'm I'm committed. I am here for it. Actually, the pouch uh, metaphor is from a great book on relationships, but I can't remember the name of it. So sorry. Is it the one that you were? made to read yeah someone suggested it but i wasn't maybe made did, to did read you it. only read one page i might have only read the page with the kangaroo metaphor <laughs> that, might that, have, that might explain the confusion <laughs> maybe that's why i don't know much about meditating because i only read the one page of that book i don't know much about the spider theory because i only read one page of that book and i don't know much about the kangaroo pouch because i only read one page of that book so anyway with that i think we should uh, sign off that is so good very good very good <laughs> Uh, so that's it for this week from the girls of all gold everything. Yeah, gold I hope you had cast, fun. love cast. That's right. We love you guys. Love like gold.